Time for us to have a little chat this morning with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun, who joins us. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm great. I've been waiting for weeks uh, for Dr. Henry. Yes. Uh, she's been talking about it for months, so uh, we're looking for serology testing. We finally got it yesterday, and uh, we've had some bad news in British Columbia. This is pretty good news. Yeah, I know. We were actually talking about you yesterday, Gordon and I were, because we said Vaughn Bomber's been asking about this for a long time. Uh, so what did you find interesting about what you heard? Well, first of all, here's why it matters. This is uh, blood tests. They're done randomly, so this isn't testing of people who have COVID-19 right now and who know it or who think they've been exposed to it. This is the general population, random sampling. Uh, they did it about 1,000 people. They did it twice. They quadruple checked the results. And what a serology test is blood, right? What a serology test tells you is whether or not Without even knowing it, you've been exposed to COVID-19, and the way we know that is because you have antibodies. So that's what the test did. It's taken them months to get it done right, but they did it right. And uh, wow, I, I, I guess the, the line that I took away from it was a big bravo for all British Columbians. That's Dr. Danuta Skaronsky. She's from UBC. She led the study, and she said, look, what we found here was that the infection rate in the BC population is so low that everything that was done here in March and April and May kept us from having a high level of community infection. Everything they did here gave us one of the lowest infection rates in North America. So very good, under 1%. Simi, the rate is so low that Dr. Henry said, you know, there's no need to do this asymptomatic testing, uh, you know, just start going out and random testing people all the time like they've done elsewhere. People have been calling for it. It would be a complete waste of resources. What we now know is enough to know that everything done up to now worked. Going forward, Yes, we have to do a different kind of testing. We have to start testing high-risk groups, and we'll be doing that, healthcare workers, for example, older population. Um, so we know measures that we need to do going forward, but we cleared a very important hurdle with this test, and as I said, it shows that uh, what was done here worked very well. So a little bit of good news on that front, but really not good news at all on the opioid overdose front, right? Our other public oh, health emergency. Man, you know, uh, Dr. I mean, uh, you heard the, and you, you, you're using the clip on NW, you hear uh, Dr. Henry's voice breaking on yeah. this, right? It's 175 dead in a month. Uh, last month, the number was a record. This is another record. Um and she feels very passionately about this because yeah. when she became the provincial public health officer, th that was the first interview I ever had with her, and it was about this issue. Yes, and, you know, the thing about it is that really comes across to me as you go, you know, she knows an awful lot more about these cases than we do. You know, we get the stats, and maybe we know somebody, although I think a lot of us don't know somebody. We may know somebody with COVID-19, we may know somebody in a long-term care home or who lost someone. But um, I'm not sure we all, as many of us, know somebody who's who's had a, an opioid addiction or an overdose. Dr. Henry knows the stories. And I think that's what you hear in her voice, right? Mm -hmm. Remember very, very early on in the 
um, in the COVID-19 outbreak, her voice broke when she was talking about long-term care facilities because she knew if it got into a long-term care facility, it was going to be a tragedy. And of course, we've had a half dozen of those. And yes, it was a tragedy. Most of the most of the people who died in BC were residents of long-term care facilities. And I, and you're hearing the same level of compassion with uh, the opioid overdose. Um, she made a couple of points that are important. The first is that we were making genuine progress in British Columbia. We were reducing the rate. Mm-hmm. A lot of the safety measures that had been taken, a lot of the interventions here taken by the new ministry for med- mental health and addiction were working. So this is a tragedy in the sense that we've lost not only all the ground that was gained, but we're getting the worst results ever. And boil it down to a single factor, poison. With the border closed, the usual <clears throat> illicit supplies of this drug, which were relatively safe, are not there, and people are using very, very dangerous drugs. They're using it in isolation, and they're dying in record numbers. Um, you know, she said, buddy up. She said, make sure you got somebody with you if you're doing this. She said, as a community, Let's not cast aspersions. Let's not judge these people. They have a problem. It's a health problem. Addiction is a health problem. Let's recognize there are all kinds of reasons why people end up addicted to drugs. And let's recognize that right now they are relying on a very, very dangerous drug supply. She had to do a little uh, cleaning up of something that Premier John Horgan had said too, didn't she? Yeah, so the Premier can be a little sloppy in his comments. I think we've all noticed that. Over time, uh, you know, we're sort of keeping a short list of it. And yesterday he said, he made a reference to drug usage being a choice initially and then an addiction problem. So Dr. Henry got asked, is it really a choice? And she, you know, she said, well, she said two things. First of all, there are a lot of reasons why people use drugs, and we need to recognize that and not be judgmental about it. But then she said she's had a number of conversations with Premier John Horgan about drug usage and about the opioid problem. And she said, I've never heard him express any disrespect for people who are addicts, for people who use drugs. So, you know, I I would say it it goes under the heading of the premier isn't always as precise as he should be in his comments, but he's got the Dr. Bonnie Henry seal of approval on this one, and I believe her. Uh, And very quickly on the issue of wearing masks as well, which I think is becoming more common, like we're seeing more and more take up, I think. Yeah, she's quite interesting, and I'm glad you're using the clip on the news on NW because she said, yeah, you should wear masks. She said everyone should wear masks when you can't physically distance, and you should wear them on transit. She said, by the way, I'm going to take the opportunity here to say that masks are safe and that there really aren't very many good medical reasons to not wear one. She doesn't think they should be compulsory. She's not a big fan of of being compulsory on anything. And for those of us who collect Dr. Bonnie Henry personal anecdotes, <laughs> she said her parents are now wearing masks. 
Um, she said it does take a little getting used to wearing a mask. She said she, Dr. Bonnie Henry, does wear masks, and she says we should. And she said her, her mom and dad are now wearing masks. <laughs> I guess, even though they live back east, you wouldn't want uh, people... <laughs> People going around saying, "Hey, I saw your parents, Doctor Bonnie, yeah. and they're not wearing masks." So, <laughs> they're, as my daughter says, Simi, it's very, very hard to manage parents and get them to do what you want to do. Um, hard to raise parents, uh, but anyway, it's working. Okay, good to know. Thank you so much for that, Vaughn. Bye, bye. That's Vaughn Bomber from the Vancouver Sun.